This podcast is brought to you by Learn Prime. Start your journey to becoming a great developer at learn.thoughtbot.com. How's that feel? Unnatural? A little bit. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> welcome to podcasting. Giant robot smashing into other giant robots. Hello and welcome to the giant robots smashing into other giant robots podcast. It is Wednesday, November 20th. My name is Ben Orenstein and I'm here today with Alex Kessler. How are you doing, Alex? Great, great. Thanks for, the, for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. But so you are the founder and CEO of InSegment. Is that true? That is correct. Yeah. Can you tell me what InSegment does? InSegment is a full-service digital marketing agency. Okay. So in segment, we do everything digital marketing from uh, landing pages, microsites, websites uh, that we call all that lending environments. Okay. To all the different ways and methods to driving traffic into those landing environments. Uh, so that that includes paid search, organic search, uh, social media marketing, email marketing. Recapture marketing, mobile marketing, and all the other different methodologies to drive people to our clients' websites. Gotcha. So is your ideal customer someone that is doing, I mean, is the ideal person someone that's doing nothing? Or do you usually come in and they're doing something, but you kind of enhance it and make it better? We primarily work with companies who are already uh, engaged in some sort of uh, marketing. Yeah, uh, a lot of them are engaged with very sophisticated uh, marketing already. Okay, uh, some of them have marketing teams that are hundreds of people. Uh, so we uh, we rarely start with uh, at the very beginning. Um, okay, so which makes sense because most companies know that they at least at least need to be doing some basic things, right? Yeah, usually usually people want to fill out their marketing team, have some uh have some expertise in house and get get started and then bring somebody in. Uh, now if that's if we're talking about startups and high-tech companies. If we're talking about large existing businesses such as banks who've been around for for 100 years, which mm-hmm. we we have a number of those that we service, that's an ongoing marketing concern and that is where we focus on moving from more traditional marketing methodology that they're used to, you know, print and TV, outdoor, mm. into more of the digital realm. Mm. Interesting. Are there big shifts required to, to move there? Yeah, yes, very yeah. significant shifts. Usually uh, banks have, um, have traditional ways of marketing that they're used to, that they've been doing for years, direct mail, campaigns, uh, outdoor campaigns, TV campaigns, radio campaigns. And um, for them, the digital media is perceived as this new uh, new uh, channel that mm. they want to explore and learn about. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're glad to have some of um, the more innovative thinkers in the, in the banking arena who embrace digital, and, uh, and that's where we come in and, and help them. Mm. So how would you summarize um, the highest value things that you're doing for these clients? The highest value things is always uh, bringing in business. Uh, majority of our clients, uh, if not all of our clients, are medium-sized companies. So uh, whereas with larger companies, branding as a huge component of what it is that they do right with our clients we need to move the needle in revenue mm-hmm. and that is our focus roi based marketing so so if you're coca-cola you just want you want people to see that coca-cola logo a hundred times a day because that sort of helps you in, a, in an indirect way but if you're a smaller company then it's not you don't just care that i've seen your logo you actually care that the people that you want become your customers Sure, sure, absolutely, exactly. And you know, Coca-Cola, 
uh, doesn't have any specific demand demand generation campaigns. They're more about engaging with the, their user base, uh, listening to feedback, product testing, developing new products, uh, market research. This is they're more uh, branding focused. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, a software company needs to bring in revenue, needs to meet their their goals, mm-hmm. and in order to do that, uh, they need to generate leads mm-hmm. and um, lead generation for. B two B type businesses is one of our uh, strong suits, and and uh, we specialize in all the various methodologies and techniques of driving new leads uh, for for our clients. Mm. So, if you were going to give me like a a one page write up on like here are the basics of of what you should be doing to achieve that, what would be on there? Um, so first. Uh, that comes to first thing that comes to mind is organic and paid search. So uh, for whatever it is that the type of software that you're selling or mm-hmm. the type of solution you're selling, you need to be on a page one of Google. Mm-hmm. If you're not on page one, you do not exist because that is the the, the main street of the, of the internet, right? Page one of Google and, and Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, how do you get to page one? There's organic side and there's paid search side. Mm-hmm. So on the organic side, um, you have to engage in white hat techniques and make sure your website is coded correctly and make sure you have a, a strong content um, portfolio and um, inbound linking portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Google continues to adjust and change and, and uh, uh, their algorithm, actually their there's statistics that say that they change their algorithm as often as once a day. So uh, we as marketers, <clears throat> you need to continue to adjust what, what it is that we do uh, in order to uh, continue to keep our clients on the first page of Google. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, the newest algorithm update of, of Google came out a few weeks ago called Hummingbird, which changed uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of rules that used to be there. It's 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 something that everybody's talking about except Google. Uh, Google is keeping keeping it quiet and letting yeah. everybody figure it out. Yeah. Um, um, and so orga- organic side uh, is number one. Then we have the the paid search side, and the paid search side is um, pay pay per click basis. Mm-hmm. So this is where you're able to select the keywords that you are you can appear for, um, pay on the per click basis, and then. Uh, when someone clicks on your ad and you drive you drive those uh, individuals to your landing page or to your microsite or to your website and um, you pay Google for every click that comes in, Th- that those two other basic uh, basic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, you have content syndication programs, and we do a lot of the content syndication programs with the large uh, number of partners that we work with. There are websites out there that specialize in all different sorts of um, uh, of content. So if you're a healthcare IT company or if you're a security software company or if you're a database marketing company or uh, whatever it is that you specialize in, mm-hmm. there there are there's likely a number of, of um, websites that produce content for that audience. Mm. And you can partner up with those sites and put your content up on those on those sites and um, and work with them on a on a paper lead basis and yeah. that's that's really a paper performance um, 
method that a lot of our clients like uh, because when you look at pay-per-click, you can sometimes you can drive the clicks, but you, you're not guaranteed uh, a specific number of leads. Mm-hmm. However, with uh, pay-per-lead programs, you can guarantee a specific number of leads. So, And that is called content syndication, content marketing. So, so these sites that, that syndicate the content, do they exist for... Are they widely read? Do they exist for their readers, and that's their main goal, and they happen to also syndicate content? Exactly. The, these sites are very focused on specific industries and specific niches within each uh, industry. Uh-huh. They have editorial teams that produce custom content, that, that produce sometimes uh, produce events, okay. produce vir- a lot of virtual events, webinars. Uh, this is where a lot of thought leadership is going on. Mm-hmm. You, you, I'm sure, have heard of companies such as IDC, IDG, uh, Tech Target. So those, are, those would be the examples of some okay. of these types of sites. So, um, so they're only going to syndicate things that match with what they're trying to put out there, right? Absolutely. They, they, and usually they would uh, create a program where uh, there is an editorial piece coming out for, by their team, and then on the side there is the vendor white paper available for download. And the vendor would be one of our clients. And then if uh, their user base wants to read that that white paper, uh, it's already known that this individual is interested in that type of a content because somehow they ended up on that page. Mm-hmm. And then before they download, they have to give up their information, and that's how the, the lead is generated. Gotcha. And the, the website is paid on a, on a cost-per-lead basis. Right. So that would be a third method of, uh, of generating... Uh, generating leads is uh, is that um, how does that usually compare to organic and pay per click ads? It depends on the volume that you're looking for, mm-hmm. and and depends on the on the on who the target user is. If the tar- target user is medium and large businesses, usually this is the strongest path generating leads. Uh, with higher if volume. the targets are medium and large, medium and large. If you're looking for small businesses and if you're looking for uh, sales uh, through e-commerce right on the site. Mm. Let's say you're selling a subscription to some sort of a service for $99 a month and you're looking for someone to put in their credit card, sign up, and and, and use your software that way. Mm-hmm. In that case, content syndication, content marketing probably would be uh, a minor uh, part of your, of your overall program mm-hmm. uh, just because that's not very aligned with, uh, with the users and readers of those sites. However, if you are looking for specifically large volumes and and, and larger uh, types of companies, then it, it would probably be one of the primary methods of generating leads. So we have clients who spend um, eighty to ninety percent of the budget within that method, hmm. and then the rest of the budget is distributed uh, among the the paid search, organic search, and other... Do you think that that works better for large, when your customers are larger because they expect to be called by a salesperson or, like, want to have that sort of, like, concierge sales service as opposed to, like, like you said, the subscription product that's a little cheaper where it's more like a self-serve thing and that they don't want to be contacted? Sure. I mean, if you are going to buy uh, software for your organization and spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on it, you are not going to do it as a self-service uh, uh, type method. You're going to have a lot of questions. You're going to have a lot of 
integration, deployment yeah, uh, yeah. type type questions. And uh, speaking with a salesperson would be an absolute requirement. And not just only an expectation of a service, of a good service, but that's, that is just the nature of that type of a sale. Mm-hmm. You A little bit back, you mentioned um, creating content to have to try to rank organically in search results. Do you, uh, do you guys actually help your customers, your clients, write that stuff? Or do you sort of point them in the right direction and say, here's maybe what you want to think about? We absolutely help our clients with with content creation, mm-hmm. and uh, we do some of that ourselves in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, we also partner with uh, with the various industry leaders and, and, and specialists in specific topics mm-hmm. uh, to create that content uh, so that we go and we um, find the right writers, the, the right voices that that could speak on behalf of our clients Mm -hmm. and we engage with them to create content for our clients. Um, This could range from uh, a professor or a researcher to companies such as uh, Forrester. Um, And uh, we we could actually ask, work with Forrester to create uh, white papers and, and research studies on behalf of our clients and they would be branded as Forrester, mm-hmm. which gives a lot of credibility to the content. Mm-hmm. Sure. So the, are those the, the major pieces then, or is there any other? So, yeah, those three would probably be the major pieces. In addition to it, email marketing uh, is an ongoing, is an, is an ongoing uh, need, mm-hmm. uh, and that includes both the demand generation and new net new business, mm-hmm. bringing, bringing in uh, IT decision makers um, into the lending environments for our clients. But more importantly, it's a nurturing campaign uh, that we often get engaged to set up, run, and manage for our clients. Mm-hmm. That's where email uh, and email and marketing automation is, is a very important element. You know, we work with um, um, the biggest platforms out there. We are authorized partners of HubSpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with Marketo. Uh, we work with Eloqua, um, and uh, in order to make sure that the leads that we generate don't go stale, and uh, we continue to uh, to nurture those leads along until they're ready to be marketing qualified leads and then sales qualified leads. So it's the kind of thing where you're like sending emails to like teach them things or give them useful information and you know provide value over time, and then eventually start driving them more into a like the landing environments that you've been talking about. Uh, usually they would they would uh, engage in a lending environment and and we would already they would already have downloaded okay. uh, well let's say one in, piece of content in, in return for their email in return for their contact information yeah and uh, that enables us to know what it is that they're interested in mm. so uh, there may be dozens and sometimes hundreds of uh, of nurturing streams that go out and depending on what content you have downloaded and what other actions you you took, you will be uh, provided other relevant information uh, relevant to the subject matter that you're interested in, mm-hmm. as well as the, where you are in the buying cycle. Different pieces of content r- are more relevant to different stages of the buying cycle. If you're in the research stage, you may want to get you want you may want to get to more information and continue to learn about the space, mm-hmm. as you get closer to making a decision, then you may be interested in 
more of the pricing comparison, ROI type uh, calculation, quotes, etc. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you turn these tools on your own business to drive drive your own clients? Um, no, we do not. We do not. We uh, th- there are certain um, areas that's, that's weird, right? That is that is very. It seems very weird, yeah. right? And uh, this is a, this is a very uh, good question, a common question that I get. And uh, and the reason why is actually there are some keywords, and there are some areas where uh, it does not make sense to do paid search, and. Uh, uh, I thought I would never be heard saying that ever, but uh, but now that we have years of experience uh, running different campaigns and trying different uh, um, different methodologies for different clients, we now see that if you are selling something that is um, that is uh, targeted for higher end client, but that same exact item is also being sold to thousands of, of, of people for one hundred of the price that, that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the search volume on the internet is primarily generated by those people, then you can't effectively advertise. Mm. So through paid, paid search. Through paid search, yeah. right? So let's take as an example a keyword uh, SEO, right? There are hundreds of small and tiny and startup and wannabe startup businesses and blogs that all want to do SEO. They all want to drive traffic to their set, to their websites. Mm-hmm. Um, their budgets range from $29 a month uh, to $500 a month to to $1,000 a month. Um, and for those types of businesses, um, there are so many of them. And so the, major- the overwhelming majority of the search traffic that comes in on the word SEO mm-hmm. is either people trying to learn about what what that is or people trying to find a solution for 50 bucks a month. Right. And uh, for a firm that is targeting more uh, more medium-sized uh, companies and engaging with um, with companies who have significantly higher budgets to advertise on that keyword uh, and get a lot of the clicks uh, would would basically uh, just uh, spend the budget, but yeah. you you get uh, you get really no no valuable leads. So a lot of the search marketing works best when you have a defined target audience, uh, vertical and an industry, and a keyword that is associated with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is the reason why we do not really use. Um, those type those types of tools for our clients. Also, we find um, that uh, we are not uh, the, the the cheapest provider out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when companies are looking to get you know kind of get three quotes and then fi- and and then get go with the cheapest one, yeah. we always lose in that battle. Um, so um, we end up uh, growing through referrals from existing clients. Through reaching out to some of the strategic accounts that we want to be uh, working with and engage with, and um, really aligning the value that we bring in and the knowledge that we bring in uh, with the cost, and it's not just that we're not the lowest uh, cost provider that way. Mm-hmm. And um, being a boutique agency, we we're not looking to uh, 
to grow at an unreasonable pace. We, we want to do a good job with our clients. We want to have our clients stay with us forever. We, and, and that actually is happening. We have clients that have been with us for seven years, for five years, for four years. And um, those relationships are, are going well and are continuing. Uh, and that that is the more important goal for me is to be the extension of the marketing team for our clients, really be embedded with them, have this alignment of interests, and be really understanding their business goals and and, um, and working with them in order to achieve their business goal, making them successful. Mm. So InSegment would not be an awesome client for InSegment. You might be like, ah, you need to go do your own thing, you know, spread with word of mouth and, you know, build these relationships. Absolutely. We're better at a slightly different type of marketing. Uh, absolutely. Uh, if we, w- the clients that we're looking for are the clients that need to generate large, significant volumes of high quality leads mm-hmm. who have sales teams in place in order to process those leads. Uh, so we, we are aligned and we are made to service uh, medium size and larger organizations mm-hmm. in supporting their demand generation needs and lead generation needs. If we have a boutique company come to us and say, listen, we're only looking to add five clients uh, a-, a year, we'll probably say, uh, that's great, but we're probably not the right one, the right fit. Yeah, so, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so how many employees are you these days? So we have almost 50 employees. Almost, yeah. Almost 50 employees, yeah. And um, we have a great team. We have um, three primary directions. One is the is the client services team. Mm-hmm. And that team interfaces and works directly with clients. Then we have a paid and organic search team. Uh, and then we have um, a design and development team. Mm-hmm. who uh, And that team works on making sure all the websites are built and launched on time mm-hmm. and on budget. So you, you don't just say, hey, you need like a microsite for this campaign. You say, we'll build the microsite for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a full service uh, shop, we we do everything A to Z. We, we have, uh, we build large involved websites. We do, uh, we get involved in backend programming. Mm-hmm. We get involved with, um, um, backhands for our clients for their clients um so as well as landing pages and simple microsites Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of work to be done in landing pages because it's so important that those convert yeah uh, convert well so are your teams have a lot of experience and sort of do you do a lot of testing with that to sort of make sure that the conversion is happening and testing different ideas we are always testing. Uh, testing is the is the core value of everything that we do. We mm-hmm. never go go into any project with any uh, beliefs that that are not to be changed. Mm-hmm. We we're always open to looking at the data and seeing what is really going on and what is changing. Mm-hmm. And we find that uh, from industry to industry, there are uh, differences in and how people engage and what is more popular and how people feel more com- comfortable mm-hmm. uh, with different um, with different ways to engage to engage with with our clients uh, websites and also uh, times are changing and what used to work no longer works um, you know, Google is um, paid search campaigns are uh, the most expensive they've ever been mm. the cost per click inflation 
uh, is huge. Uh, hmm. The clicks that we used to be able to buy for some of our clients uh, a year ago are now double of what they used to be. Hmm. So, um, um, and and that's that's a function of competitiveness and more um, more um, users and more advertisers getting into the marketplace, as well as um, as well as Google system is. Um, is uh, is continuing to evolve and continuing to change, and a lot of those changes actually um, extract more money from from clients. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. So we end up. That's in their interest. Exactly. So. Exactly. So we end up uh, spending uh, spending more and more, um, and uh, at some point it becomes not cost effective anymore for clients. Mm-hmm. So we have to shift to other methodologies mm. and and uh, shift budget from from paid search to others or going to other. Uh, less expensive paid search pools such as mobile. Mobile, there's a lot of inventory available, uh, but still not as much competition as it is in, in desktop. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of lead generation is happening on mobile and on tablet uh, devices, and um, and and that that is uh, we have to shift with the trends. And, and um, our continuing principle is evolve. And, and change and conversion optimization uh, is um, is one of the key services that we provide. We have a system that I actually came up with um, years ago called uh, conversion architecture. And conversion architecture is a system based on um, different psychological profiling uh, and applying those different psychological profiles to use type profiles and what is the use of the product for mm-hmm. and com- combining those different profiles and creating landing pages to be on the intersection of those and to match perfectly and very specifically what it is that the the search uh, the user who is searching was looking for mm-hmm. and therefore increase the chance of conversion we are proud to say that we're often are able to increase the conversion rates uh, for our clients by at least threefold when we when we start working with our clients. Mm-hmm. We have examples when we've increased um, conversion rates uh, 10 times and more. And and that is critical because you're spending the same amount of money on marketing, right. but now you have 10 times more leads coming out from the other side. Yeah. It's it's amazing to me that there are, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just not familiar with the market, but it seems like if you have the ability to do that, that's like basically printing money for companies. Like I, I, that seems like the easiest sales pitch in the world, right? That is exactly how I feel. And, and so like, I'm surprised <laughs> there's not everybody doing this in a way. Like it's, it, it seems like that's, that lever is so – there's so much leverage on that thing if you can change the conversion rate at like, the top of a funnel. It's just like I, I can't believe everyone doesn't do this. Like there's not a million consultants doing this. Maybe there are. I just don't know. There, there are consultants doing this, but definitely not a million of them, and and a lot of uh, it requires a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and it's not as easy as just turning on, uh, you know, a new Google campaign and start seeing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this requires really in depth understanding of how it works. Uh, optimization of the quality score is probably one of the key factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're able, quality to, score of the ads that you're showing, quality, quality score of within the Google paid search campaign, mm-hmm. right? So um, that that that's one of the most uh, important elements. We're able to drive 
the quality score because we figured out how it works for our clients' campaigns, therefore reducing their cost per cl- effective cost per click yep. and increasing their position um, on on the page, uh, and that that lever uh, drives much more users now at much lower cost, mm-hmm. uh, and that's pre-conversion. And then once they land on the page, we have to land them on the right page. We have clients for whom we've built upwards of 50 landing pages, uh, and and uh, before they, they did it with two. Uh, and we came in and we really segmented. There's a reason why the name of our company is InSegment, mm-hmm. because we, we, we segment the market and we operate within each segment in mm. each segment we look at it uh, we look at each segment as a separate campaign as a separate effort Interesting. and we optimize each segment very specifically to maximize the lead delivery of that segment right and so so we, you are talking you're speaking about the things that that person is most interested in you're not just making a catch-all landing page but like you want this you're this kind of person you want this kind of thing let me make this as clearly targeted at you as possible. Exactly. You're this type of person in terms of your psychological profile, and you're this type of person in, term, in terms of what it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and then we create a page for you that is targeted specifically for you. Mm. If you're an engineering profile, we create a page where you are able to download comparison sheets, charts, matrix uh, analysis etc mm-hmm. if you are a social type personality we are able to uh we're able to drive you to a page where which is filled with testimonials and other items that you care about mm-hmm. uh, if you drive an engineering profile into a social looking landing page with testimonials you're never going to get that uh that person to uh, to give up their information and become a lead mm-hmm. because they don't believe it. They don't often believe the the, the testimonials. They think it's all paid actors or, or friends and, and family writing those testimonials. Right. Uh, whereas, whereas if you drive the social profile into the engineering one, they, that's not how they analyze the information. They 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 don't really want to look at the, uh, the at a chart or in a comparison sheet. They want to see what experiences other people have. Uh, with your firm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and engage with you that way. So uh, having a correct alignment of psychological profiles is uh, is critical. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to what it is that, that you're selling, what it is that you're looking for, uh, how often do we experience where do we, have, do we experience something that we are looking for something and we get an ad, we click, and then we get to that page, there's really nothing about what it is that we were looking for on that page. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure everyone can relate to, to that type of an experience, and that is a lack of, um, of, of continuation of conversation with the user from the Google page down to the landing environment. Uh, and if you don't continue the conversation, if you just push whatever it is that you think you are, are trying to push, it is basically not going to work. Users, uh, it's so easy to click on the back button and go try somebody else. And that's uh, that's where, that's why companies experience sometimes conversion rates of 1% or less. Mm-hmm. And often it is considered the norm. So often we go into a client and we look at their uh, conversion rate into leads and it's 1.3%. And then everybody is, is uh, smiling. <laughs> and uh, And that's where... The, the, we say, well, there's no reason to smile. Out of 100 people that you've paid to drive to, to your page, 
only one decided to engage with you. Ninety nine left, mm-hmm. and uh, and that is a problem. So and that is a problem we, we often start with. Uh, so landing environment is always the first area that we look at because mm-hmm. any campaign or any any type of traffic that you bring in will not engage if if there is not if the if the landing environment is not set up correctly mm. so i'm i asked you that question about that one page summary earlier and, I, and i'm building up my own version of it in my head and so far i have basically you know test everything don't come in with with uh preconceived notions and, and test everything that you're, you're working with and then also segment people make sure that you know your ads and your landing pages talk to that slice of customers you're you're working with individually. Absolutely, deep segmentation um, will always work. Mm-hmm. It will always help. Any other like big high level ideas, critical things like those two things that that you talk, tell people about? Organic search is another very important element uh, of every campaign of for every client for every company out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, users, uh, a lot of people who are searching on Google and, and Yahoo out there are not clicking on paid search at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and if you're not in the organic results, if you, if your page is not ranking, you you may be missing a large opportunity. Totally. Um, being on the first page of Google for a good keyword uh, gives you a lot of credibility, and uh, and people thing that if you appear on the on the first page it that's what it is so if they search for a software that that, that does x mm-hmm. and you write there in the first page that's what they think it is they, that's that's the the universe of their consideration mm. um and um and being on the first page is is critical uh and um seo is a long-term game it's not if you're a startup and you are trying to uh, trying to um, uh, build your business, uh, we often hear that, oh, yeah, search engine optimization takes a long time. Let's just wait for it until the next quarter or next year, and let's just focus on, on paid search for now. And we often say to that, that that's a mistake. You have to start focusing on organic search from the from the very beginning. And focus by focusing on that, you mean creating great content that helps people that they want to read? Creating great content, making sure the the pages are coded correctly, and uh, as Google updates uh, its algorithms and 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 updates its webmaster guidelines, uh, updating the pages accordingly, mm-hmm. making sure you are always thinking about um, uh, increasing the the, the incoming uh, links uh, that are that are coming in from relevant. Uh, from relevant sources, mm-hmm. engaging in social media, engaging in blogosphere, being out there uh, and being visible, and and uh, eventually you'll be found on the first page of Google if if you continue uh, if you continue that. Got it. Okay. Also, also picking your battles. Uh, sometimes you, you, if you're playing in a very competitive category and you go to the first page of Google and um, the number ten. Uh, result on that first page is um, IBM, mm-hmm. uh, and in order to get to that first page, you have to kick off IBM. Um, then you you need to reevaluate the keywords that you're looking at, and mm-hmm. there may be a more uh, longer tail keyword that you need to be uh, focusing on, uh, and um, and that you can successfully rank on, and, mm-hmm. and that that should be the focus at that point. Makes sense. 
Cool. Anything else we haven't talked about that you think we should cover? Okay. This has been like a little mini seminar on marketing for people. So yeah, great. Uh, I, I, the important element is selecting the right partner to go with. Um, often entrepreneurs who are starting their businesses uh, are confident that they can do uh, everything themselves. And it is probably true. A lot of the initial elements can be done by themselves. But it's it's critical to engage with the right partner at the right point in time in order to exploit uh, the latest new available marketing tricks that only those who are in the business really know. Mm. Uh, and um, the ROI on uh, – and always looking for ROI. Always be looking for um, – for a measurable return on what it is that you spend on marketing hmm. and, um, and and measure and track everything. Uh, and we don't want to be in the world where half of the marketing works but half doesn't. You just don't know which half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in our world of digital marketing, we know exactly what is working. Right. Definitely one benefit of the, the new digital world. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, last thing I want to uh, ask you about is I, I saw in an interview that you did previously that you are a big fan of the getting things done methodology. Oh, absolutely. Big fan. I practice it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I often re- reread the, the book or or the cliff notes to the, bo- to the book. Um, that system really enables me to, to not miss uh, important items and to prioritize uh, correctly and to to continue to feel in control. Often uh, when you have a lot of um, projects going on and a lot of uh, different um, tasks that you need to complete, uh, one can feel can feel overwhelmed and out of control. And a lot of time people are just uh, starting to take care of whatever is the closest to them. The first email in the inbox and just go down the inbox. Mm-hmm. And that's where the GDD system really comes in handy by learning, by teaching uh, on how to prioritize correctly, how to make the right decisions, and then how to work from the most important item to the least important item and have it as a system. And actually, the, the biggest benefit of GDD is the, is the calmness and the feeling of uh, being in control, what it, that's what it really gives you, and uh, and knowledge of where you are. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so I've I haven't done GTD uh, for long, but I have gotten in short bursts where I've done it. And, and the biggest thing that I, I noticed is actually what you're talking about. And for me, the calmness was um, getting rid of the ideas of to dos that are in your head. That was like one of the biggest things. Like take everything that you think you have, like you must immediately dump something that you think, oh, I need to do that into somewhere, some sort of some like inbox or you know, receptacle of some kind. And that for me was like the biggest change was like, there's nothing in my head that I have to do. Everything I, I know that everything I need to do is in, held somewhere. Absolutely. And, and there are people out there who have the re- recurring thoughts, which, which create stress. Oh, I have to do this project for this, uh, for this, for, I have to do this task for this project. Mm-hmm. And you think about it and then you say, okay, I have to remember not to do that. And then, um, and then you go about your life, and then uh, six hours later, or a day later, or two days later, this thought comes in again, mm-hmm. and and those thoughts keep on coming back to your mind, and keep on creating stress and 
and feeling of uh, being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you put it down on a piece of paper, uh, put it in the inbox of some sort, and then have a, s- a scheduled time on your calendar to go through all of those items, prioritize them, schedule them, mm-hmm. and and know when you're going to get to them. And it's okay if you're not going to get to all of them. And the the truth is that you will never be able to do 100% of what it is that you need to do or, or want to do. Mm-hmm. So there, you, some of the items just go into the someday uh, file, right. uh, and you may get to them someday or you may not get to them someday, but uh, th- that thought will never come back. Or if it does, you already know where it is and you already know it's filed and you already know that you'll get there and there's a system behind it. Right. And that, that is a huge... Um, huge relief for people yeah absolutely cool well alex i appreciate you coming by today it was great talking to you absolutely my pleasure is all mine thank you for for the invite yeah uh so what's a good way for people to get in touch with you uh my my direct email address is kessler k-e-s-l-e-r at insegment.com awesome thank you if you'd like to access the show notes for this episode you can go to thoughtbot.com slash giant robots slash 76 today's podcast was recorded edited and produced by mike manner thanks for listening